Welcome to the Norton Cancer Institute Hopecast, a chance for those affected by cancer to speak their story, to hear their thoughts, their struggles, what makes them happy, and at the end of the day, what helped them get through it. In this month's episode, we are highlighting our Adult Comprehensive Sickle Cell Program, featuring Advanced Practice Registered Nurse, Danielle Bundrit, Licensed Clinical Social Worker, Kim Castle, and current patients, Alyssa Crenshaw, and Mr. Sunshine Joe Mallard. My name is Danielle Bundrant. I am a sickle cell nurse practitioner with Norton Cancer Institute. I've been with Norton for 12 years now. I've been a nurse practitioner for five. The beginning of 2017, our adult comprehensive sickle cell clinic began March 2017. And that's when we welcomed our team. And our team consists of a hematologist, Dr. Sean Glisson, our social worker, Kim Castle, and myself, the nurse practitioner. It was a need in the community. So we've always had a pediatric clinic. We never had a place for where they go after they turn 18. During that process, we collaborated with the pediatric team through a PCORI grant that helped us develop a transition protocol for our patients. We now have this great alliance with our friends across the street where we are introduced to these patients even before they transition. So we know who's coming to us at 16, 17, and even 18, which has really helped transition in the continuity of care. We would like to introduce Alyssa. My name is Alyssa Crenshaw and I'm 17. I am a sickle cell patient and I think I'm SS as my mom keeps reminding me. (laughs) Sickle cell part of my life has always been go to the hospital, get blood and stay alive type of process for me. So I was on the exchange program to have my blood exchange every month. I didn't like needles at all. Me being stuck with needles was such a hassle, it hurt. Till I learned that it didn't really hurt that much because of numbing cream, but needles in my arms and stuff hurt a lot, like a lot. I was on the exchange program for quite some time. Like I think my mom said I was on it when I was four or five. In a red cell exchange, the patient's red cells are removed and replaced by normal red cells. The exchange prevents the removed sickle cells from participating in a new pain crisis, reduces complications, and provides added oxygen carrying capacity while decreasing the blood viscosity. Viscosity is an indication of the thickness of the blood or its resistance to flowing normally. Here's Danielle again. We got new drugs that have came out in these last five years that we're truly excited about and we are delivering them in our clinics. When I first started, the most common medication that was given for patients with sickle cell anemia was hydroxyurea, and it's a pill that you would take daily. An infusion, which is a monoclonal antibody called crizolizumab, that is delivered every four weeks, over 30 minutes in our infusion center. And the way that that medication works, it is delivered into your cells and it helps coat the red blood cells, the platelets and the white blood cells in the vessel to prevent them from sticking together. So with sickle cell, when a patient has a crisis, one of the major things that causes that pain and that inflammation are those cells sticking together and not being able to freely move through the vessel, which causes pain. 
So we call that a sickle cell crisis or a vaso-occlusive crisis. And that can last up to three to five days or even longer, depending on the severity, depending on any other damage that's occurred in the body over time. And with sickle cell, these patients are born with this disease. So they've had damage to the organs their entire life. So as you get an adult and you start aging, the aging process, it's sometimes harder to get out of those crises. It's one of the medications that we can use and it, it's been very helpful to those patients who are on it. I believe we have about 10 adult patients that receive it regularly and they have, one of the main things that we hear from them is that it's not that I don't have pain, it's just that the pain is less. And for a sickle cell patient who's in pain every day, that is like the best win, because pain is debilitating. And that's another thing, just to talk about pain really quick. Not only do they have physical pain, but that physical pain can turn into emotional pain. And that is why it is so important for our patients to have conversations with our social worker, Kim Castle. It's very common to work with a patient who not only has sickle cell pain, but maybe experiencing some emotional pain, which causes somatic physical pain. And that's part of part of what I do as the social worker. Um, my background is in therapy, and that's what I provide as well to our patients here. So educating them on depression and anxiety, coping mechanisms and tools for that, just being a, an advocate for them and a support for them. The Adult Comprehensive Sickle Cell Program here at Norton Cancer Institute is designed to serve our patients' unique medical needs. Our goal is to provide outstanding medical care for all aspects of sickle cell disease. Our program includes education, expanding access to care, and improving coordination of your care. We strive to decrease unnecessary emergency visits and admissions, minimize time in the hospital, and improve your overall well-being. Here's Alyssa. I was in the exchange program getting new blood every month, you know, going through the needles and stuff, skipping school, then having to learn what I missed at school. That's time I was going through stuff as well, so that was just an add-on. I always try to look on the bright side of my sickle cell, I've always had like sickle cell crisis where some part of my back, it's always been this one middle part on my back that'd be hurting so much depending on how hot I am and or I haven't ate. So it would always hurt and I still have them. They hurt. They really do. Because with sickle cell you have a low immune system. So everything you do is really tiring. Your body gets tired. And even at the end of the month where I need new blood, I start getting really weak. So it was really hard for me. And the only way to really calm down these back pains is that I get in like some weird position, kind of like this, with my hand on the spot and just rub it. And it calms down. But then sooner or later it comes back because I didn't eat anything. But if I do eat something, then it goes away until it comes back for me to eat something. So I'm in school doing papers and work and stuff, trying my best on grades as much as I can. Hard days with sickle cell is always sad. I always overthink about how I'm going to live through this or how I'm going to grow up with this or how I'm going to have a child with this, but 
Sometimes I try to push the negative thoughts. I don't really try to think of them that much. Because I've gotten out of those dark days now. So they just come up randomly when I overthink stuff. I push through them. I don't really want to think about them. I just try. Here's Danielle again. Because most of our patients are experiencing some form of anxiety or depression, it was becoming difficult for us to find outside resources for them to be treated uh, medically for these conditions. So I have, in my own practice and career, decided to go back for my post-master's psychiatric and mental health certification, and I will be completing that by December. And I'm excited about that because there's so many dynamics that come to taking care of a sickle cell patient. It's not just treating the crisis, it is treating the entire patient. So it's hard for me to deliver the best care for the patient right now if I cannot treat their mental health as well. But when I became the nurse practitioner, um, most of my patients, the, the growing theme was they didn't feel heard, they didn't feel understood, and they didn't trust healthcare. So this is like in a hospital setting or an emergency room setting. And they felt like they were always being identified as a drug seeker because they're in pain. What do you do for pain? You get pain medication. Another thing that comes along with having sickle cell, you don't oftentimes have the same school and education as others because you're sick. So you don't, you miss a lot of school. You're told sometimes that it's not okay to go off to college because you're sick and you may not get the best care if you leave. So some of my patients felt intimidated by the lack of education they have in speaking to healthcare workers. So they felt like they just weren't seen. So being African-American, I felt it was imperative that it would be a person that looks like me to take care of these patients because I'm coming from a place of not only empathy, but understanding because I've also been in situations that I didn't feel heard or seen by other people who did not look like me. So I was able to address certain situations, not from anger, but like, let's find other ways to navigate this. You know, we can find ways to give you the best care in, in the most positive way without you feeling like you're not being seen. My driving theme for sickle cell patients, sickle cell warriors, is you can do anything you put your mind to. If you want to go to college or start a business, you wanna do anything, I am going to support you to get there. There is no limitation on your life. Now, we may have to develop a plan, but as long as you are willing and you have a positive attitude, we can get you there. And sky's the limit, you know. I'm excited when I get new patients from pediatric because I'm like, yes, I got someone, a fresh person, and we can, we can paint a canvas of possibilities of what you can do with your life. And I'm super excited because I think just giving someone that hope that it's possible changes everything and they start feeling better and that goes along with the depression that comes along with having a, chron or a chronic condition and a painful condition you just need a glimmer of hope that someone believes in you you start believing in yourself starting a family i have so many uh, women that come to me saying they'll never be able to be mothers and that is not true now do we need to plan do we need to be very intentional about your care Yes, we need to utilize our resources, yes, but it is not a hard no. It's possible and it's successful. 
So my hope for sickle cell is that one day I won't have someone who's in the medical field tell me that they don't know what sickle cell anemia is. So often that I find in our educational books, our resources in the hospital, there's very little information about sickle cell anemia and the healthcare providers are not equipped and with the understanding to take care of our patients. My hope that one day we have enough um, advocacy that sickle cell is going to be talked about like breast cancer or lung cancer or colon cancer. Even though it is not cancer, it is still a disease that impacts the entire person and their family. And it's important for us to, to bring more awareness to it. Here's Alyssa one more time. Sickle cell is something you can't really see with the naked eye, but you can see somebody's pain. It's interesting to know about sickle cell. Like it's a good learning experience because you don't know who's the person next to you. They could have some other kind of disease. And sickle cell is something I was born with. A lot of doctors and nurses that I knew since I was four congratulate me for moving on to the point where it's actually nice. So if you have someone that actually has sickle cell, support them. They need it because they could be going to the hospital every month or every week just to stay alive and you don't know that and they could really need help and they won't say it, some won't say, but you have to really actually be there for them. And I needed people because I was in pain. I still get in pain. Some people don't really understand it. That's okay because some people don't really hear about it. I always like talking about it. Yeah. Our mission is to cast hope out into our community. It is an honor to introduce you to Joe Mallard, who does this everywhere he goes. He's going to be 79 this year and has been living with sickle cell disease most of his life. Here he is talking about how he got his nickname, Sunshine Joe. Well, first of all, I, um, I make non-traditional quilts and I go into classrooms, community centers, uh, homeless shelters, everywhere doing workshops where I have children embroidering an individual square to show the need to work as an individual. We put the squares together to make the quilt to show the children the need to work as a team. So one day I was working with a fifth grade class and the little girl said, may I give you a nickname? And I said, sure, what is it? She said, Sunshine Joe. I said, oh, why would you call me Sunshine Joe? She said, the sunshine brings light and you do too. And it just stuck. Well, I am 78 years old. I will be 79 this year. I've been dealing with this uh, since my youth. I guess probably, probably in my late teens is when I discovered that I had it. I would say, first of all, just understand that it's, it's something that, that an individual does not have control of. You don't know when the crisis will come, but you don't want to allow the crisis to limit your life to the point where you, you feel hopeless. And I've found, in my own particular case, by trying to stay positive, 
and to to live an active life, exercise every day, try to have a good diet, and uh, uh, do things that make you feel good and make others feel good. That has been a wonderful plus for me in my life. Even going through my crisis, I, I just I try my best to find something that I can find that would bring peace or joy. My hope is, is that each of us who have cell in any of its forms, I would hope that we can all, each of us, could focus on some other person or some other project that you could be involved in and encourage other people. And I find that when I'm able to encourage others, I encourage myself. I, I, I find myself just uh, on a daily basis, I send out four to five text messages every day to somebody with just a positive thought. And these are young people, they are older people, just random. I, I, I just try to reach out to at least five people every day to give an encouraging word. I also find that exercise helps me a lot, and especially the older I get, when I exercise every day, and I'm not talking about strenuous exercises, but I walk every day. And I just try to make it a practice to walk. And and as I walk, I, I usually will go to the mall or to a fitness center. And when I walk, I encounter other people. And I strike up conversations. And I find if, that if I can find something that I have in common with the other person, it can bring about a a a conversation that will possibly lead into a friendship. In conclusion, Sunshine Joe is casting light and love to our listeners with advice that has been passed down to him and now to us. When I was a little boy in Mississippi, where I was raised with my great-great-grandmother, who was a former slave, she lived with us. She was an old woman. And the one thing that she taught me Every time that we talked, she said to me, whatever you do, do not hate anybody. It doesn't matter who they are, what color they are, what they do, do not hate anybody. As a matter of fact, she would say to me, her favorite slogan was, spread love, defeat hate. And that has stuck with me all of my life. Thank you for listening to the Norton Cancer Institute HopeCast casting hope out into our community.